This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Our story this week picks up where we left off last week. Broadcasting from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area, it's our pleasure to welcome you to episode 711 of the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast. I'm your head number one, the internet's Joe Patrick. And I'm your head number two. My name is Matt Baum in this very special Slack Issues holiday special. I apologize. I may have called it a Cosmic Longbox special. It is, in fact, the internet's Joe Patrick's birthday holiday special. We are setting the stage for a two-part finale of our epic death and return of Superman 30th anniversary retrospective. It's going to be the 31st by the time we're done. What can you do? This week, we are joined (laughs) once again by the Slack at You Super Crew. Now, let me ask, point of order, are we going with Super Crew or Super Friends? I kind of like the Super Friends after the cartoon. No. No? You don't change branding. Super Crew it is. Three... You don't change branding three issues in. Super crew it is. Mr. Hugo Taverdic, Mr. Hugo Taverdic's dad, John Taverdic, and we are not joined by Mr. Mick tonight. He's got stuff going on. He will be here for the full experience. We're just setting stuff up. Hugo, Hugo's dad, say hello to the kids. Hello. Hello. I think you can tell who's who. The deeper voice was obviously <laughs> Hugo, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. He's getting older. He's, you know. <laughs> After that, Matt and I will set you up with our must-read picks for next week's comics. But for now, no pussyfooting around. Tie your red bath towels around your necks. Head up to the roof and get ready to jump. It's time to walk the road to the reign of the Superman. Part one. Alpha. One shot. <laughs> Number one. Sorry. Yeah, alpha, yeah. Alpha. I got excited. <laughs> Sorry. Today on the show, we are just setting it up. We are whetting your appetite, if you will, with the book that launched the next chapter of the reign of the Superman. This is Adventures of Superman, number 500, from DC Comics. The year was 1993. It was written by Jerry Ordway with pencils by the... I was going to say the incomparable Tom Grummet. <laughs> Inks, I mean, there's no one that looks like him. It's why, true. Why couldn't you it's say true. incomparable Tom Grummet? Inks and Tones by Doug Hazelwood. Real quick. Joe Patrick. That's our artist in residence. What is a tone? Um, that will be the kind of uh, pattern effect that you see during the afterlife scenes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so uh, back in the day, there used to be a thing called Zip-A-Tone. Yeah. This isn't exactly the same thing. But it, during those scenes, there is an effect in the background that sets it apart from the um, real world scenes. And th- those are the tones. So now you do it with Photoshop. Back in the day, some poor bastard had to cut this stuff out and lay it out on paper. That's what you're saying. Um, in fact, it was Doug Hazelwood. Okay. In this case. All right. Poor bastard. <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> also starring the entire super team of Roger Stern, Jackson Geis, Louise Simonson, John Bagdanov, Carl Kessel, Dan Jurgens, and perhaps our favorite, Various. 
Various, yeah. yeah. Uh, there are a number of inkers, uh, one colorist, stunningly, and that uh, letter, presumably letterers as well. So. I kind of can't believe one colorist was doing all of this, but it was the 90s. No one was paid fairly. That's just how it worked. Here's your setup, kids. Funeral for a friend. Epilogue. Life after death. Jonathan Kent refuses to let his son pass from this mortal coil without a spiritual fight. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a weird Sorry. that is a that's a weird kind of description that I Frankenstein together from two different sources. DC universeinfinite.com has no description whatsoever. So I I, I stole a bit of it from here and a bit of it from there. In its and defense, when we were talking about like revisiting just this issue to set it up, I was saying, really, we're just going to talk about Paul Kent goes to heaven the entire time. It's not all that happens in this issue. But, but like that is very accurate to like what happens. It's he just is trying to convince Clark like you're. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get they into do have a, they do go through a spiritual fight. Mm-hmm. Yes, you go. They're, they're not fisticuffs. It's that's right. Well, Superman does punch okay. some stuff in the afterworld. <laughs> so, but not not literally though, because he has no physical form. Well, I mean, I get maybe nothing there did, but it did get punched. And I have, met, questions, I have questions. I have questions about the uh, the tangible qualities of everything that happened. Fair enough. As somebody who loves this book and has read it multiple times, I was reading it. and I was like. Are these really demons? Are they real? What's so, going on? We'll, here? we'll get to that. Uh, we'll you know get what? to we that. Will get, we, we, we will indeed get to that. I have a lot of these same questions because Puck Cat doesn't seem like the kind of guy that demons show up for, but hey, maybe I don't know him that well. <laughs> you know? Well, they weren't there for Puck Kent. Joe Patrick we'll into that. set us up here. Thank God. I thought you would never shut up. <laughs> when last we met, Superman had been killed by Doomsday and the world united to mourn his passing. But his rest was anything but peaceful as Project Cadmus stole the Man of Steel's body for their sinister experiments. A collection of unlikely heroes, led by Lois Lane, retrieved Superman's remains, which were finally interred beneath a gleaming memorial in Metropolis, where, I think it's safe to say, nobody would ever dream of messing with them ever again. No, no. But just as Superman was finally laid to rest, his adoptive father, Jonathan Kent, suffered a massive heart attack and felt his son calling to him from beyond. So let's start there. And I and I think this feeds into something. Now, why don't you just wait and let me actually get into the recap? Because well, I'm going to say exactly what's going on. No, I mean, I get that. But one thing I need to understand. We just talked about the demons and stuff. Who's is this? both of them in the same afterlife dream or is Paul Kent imagining this? I'm going to probably repeat something that I will have to repeat multiple times over the course of the next hour. Okay. Why don't you just let me go through the motions? All right. Then you can get to your questions. Go for it. I think, I think you'll find that I will tee you up very nicely for all of the things that you, that are on your mind. I mean, sure. I seen how the sausage made have read everything you wrote. It doesn't answer my questions. <laughs> but go. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, just a little bit of uh, historical knowledge. This was an extra sized anniversary issue. Obviously adventures of Superman 500. It came with an amazing translucent cover by Jerry Ordway. Uh, there's also a standard uh, newsstand cover, which is also very nice. 
That one is by Tom Grummet. Uh, it came with a Bloodlines trading card featuring the four new Supermen that we will uh, meet later, all wrapped up in a white poly bag to contrast with the black bag Superman 75. Uh, John, I can tell by your reaction that you were a big fan of that Bloodlines trading card. You were uh, excited sure, to get it as a kid. Sure was, because I was like, at first I was like, oh, this is going to be uh, DC's uh, X-Men. And because like, X-Men trading cards were big at that time. Um, yeah. X-Force number yeah. one came. Yeah. Yeah. X-Force number one came bagged with the card. I have a poster. Got the of whole the, book of them. I've got a poster of the whole one sheet of all of them. <laughs> like That's... right over here. It's awesome. <laughs> it doesn't have all the Supermen. Bibbo's not there. No, I'm sorry. I mean, is the, you know I, what? You're right. You're right, Hugo. Bibbo is sorely missed. Hugo, I love you. I will never count that moron as a Superman, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But no, I had that I had that card, and uh, I was super excited thinking that Bloodlines was going to be cool. It was not. It was not cool. It was the opposite of cool. Opposite yep. of cool. Yes. Uh, and like, you know what? We're just going to get that. We're going to rip that Band-Aid off right away. Reign of the Superman did carry over into all of the Superman annuals for 1993, which means all of the, all of the new characters had to fight those dumb parasites and those annuals two Oh one are God awful, but good news. They're, we're not we're skipping them. them all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're not covering them over the course of this, uh, of this exercise, just like we skipped several of the tie-ins and one shots for the death and the funeral, we're skipping those annuals. They're garbage. You don't need, them. but leave it to DC the, to put an event inside their event. Good thinking, guys. In the preparation, yeah, I mean, in the preparation for this, I was like, I was rereading it, and like as I was reading it, like I hit, I was like, took a break, and I like refreshed Twitter, and it was like some NFT that sold for six hundred thousand dollars is now worth thirteen thousand dollars, and I was like, that's a lot. Like the Bloodlines characters, there was a ton of them. And now which of them are worth the damn and are still around? John, I wish I could relate to this story, but I'm not sure what this Twitter is you're talking about. Is this like ancient social media that doesn't exist Uh, anymore? Or I mean, like I've heard of X. I know X like that's a thing, but (laughs) Uh, I I don't know, man, there's trouble. There's, there's trouble on the homestead. The big flashing X sign went down. So Twitter died as soon as it was bought. That's, and that's fair. <laughs> it's like a whole different podcast. Couldn't agree. True, truer things could not be spoken. <laughs> we begin this issue with Pa Kent fighting for his life. He has a vision of Clark going into the light as the doctors work to save him. John, they're working to save Jonathan now. It will later be revealed that this whole afterlife thing that we're about to discuss at length actually happened see that's too bad jonathan jonathan did not actually dream it map bomb you have the floor that is too bad because i would argue if it didn't happen and jonathan is seeing this and like this is his way of coping with his son dying then there's real meaning there and i get it if it actually did happen wow that doesn't make a whole lot of sense (laughs) so you you asked you asked at the top of the segment is this a mishmash of both of their afterlives? The answer is it's not anybody's actual afterlife. It is a trick. The afterlife. Uh, well, it, yeah, it's, sure. it's a trick, mm-hmm. which we will get into, but uh, it, it, they're being made to see things that aren't real. 
And so maybe Jonathan interprets it as the afterlife. Is it Rebecca refresh your memory? Uh, is me, it Blaze that's doing it? Yes. In fact, we, uh, yeah, I oh. will mention her later on. Okay. So uh, uh, let me, let me, I can see Matt's confused. Uh, when no, I say I'm just making noises. <laughs> when <laughs> like I say, <laughs> when I say afterlife, I mean like final resting, like going into the forever, forever home, right. right? <laughs> or whatever you, however you want to heaven, hell, whatever. Yeah. It, like, there, this is basically like a false purgatory that has been conjured. This is their near death experience where they're going into in the order, light, right? In right? order to trick Superman into into something, which we'll discuss soon. Okay. So it's not like <laughs> it's not like Jonathan Kent is having a vision of the actual DC heaven. That's not what's happening. Here. Why is he there? Because Clark reached out to him. I guess I don't know. Okay. We may never know. Okay. No, I will say it does open with. You see, like Clark's hand grabbing his dad. In like, this first panel, is Clark grasping yeah. for his dad's hand from the from the light, right? So maybe it's Clark's if fault, you and he if pulled you Jonathan into this. If you if you recall the very final panel of, or rather, the one of the final panels at the end of Superman seventy seven, which was the last chapter of Funeral for a Friend. Jonathan literally sees Superman standing before him, reaching out to him. It's like, right, right. It's okay, Pa. It's okay. And so we can infer that perhaps something, their interaction caused Jonathan to get sucked into this thing that was happening. I don't think it's super duper relevant, but this is all a trick. Something is, something is making them live through this kind of false purgatory we will discuss, but Superman is momentarily dead. So this is someone who has those kind of powers. Like Superman is dead. Yeah, right. Superman is dead and his spirit is being hijacked. I apologize. We keep saying it's blaze. I don't know who the hell blaze is. We'll get uh, to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I promise it's in the notes. Um, yes, you go. He's is Jonathan seeing it as heaven, but Clark is seeing it as Krypton. So it's sort of That's an excellent uh, question. You know what? You <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, pause, pause, pause while I read the very next bullet point. And all right, I swear all right, we're all right, all right, all right. Okay, Superman is being led away by some cloaked hunchbacks that sometimes look like Kryptonians. Yeah, you know, angels. Jonathan chases after them, so he sees his boy being led away by these. Really like hunchback looking, like inhuman kind of things, but are they're covered by cloaks. Members of the band Sun. That's what it looks like. Sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so they are leading Clark away. And then when they turn to talk to Jonathan, they look like Kryptonians and they're like, it's too late for you. Or it's uh, it's like, it's too late for him. Leave him alone. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like nuts to that. And he jumps into the light to follow him. He flies. So. He flies. Yeah, he flies. Right? He, he he leaps after it. Yeah, uh, just a few quick thoughts I had on this, just because I I teed him up uh, on this. I remember loving the art on this when I was younger, and now I really don't. I love Grummet, and I love everything in this issue, except for the uh, I'm going to call them purgatory because I'm not sure what it is. The purgatory scenes, it's the coloring, so it's not really Grummet. I feel like it's um, the the single colorist. The overexposed yellow. It's just, really blown out. It, yeah. Definitely. Blown out. They're trying to make it overexposed like heaven well, was super, in the nineties. It's super desaturated. It's, it's a very faint yellow, yeah, it's but desaturated, it's very, but overblown. But it's like very all bright. the whites are very bright. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, 
I don't have that problem. Touched by an angel in the nineties. Like it just, it feels very dated. Uh, and I know that was how you showed the, the, I'll give you that. The, you know, I mean, and it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it feels to me I, like Raiders of Lost Ark when they, I see, like, your, I see your hand up. Hugo. When Indy is looking at like, they open the arc and the pictures and, and the, and the other guys are like, what is this? And Indy's like, I don't know, power of God or whatever coming out. Of it. And everybody's like, right. ah, there's this blown out light <laughs> coming out, you know, Hugo, you had a you, comment. Um, the people, the people that are carrying Kent away, I mean, Clark away, look <laughs> like the Moorwalkers, look like the, no, sorry, the Underworlders when they've been down there for one day and they're still trying to hide their face. Yes. <laughs> sure. Totally yeah. agree. And this comes from a guy that hates uh, the Metropolis Underworld more than no, a lot uh, of things. <laughs> to, to, John, to John's point, I actually love this art even more today than I did. As really? Okay. I, I, I think it's phenomenal. Okay. Okay. I'll say as a guy that's made fun of Tom Grummer on several occasions that I think this looks exceptional. I think this it's also the whole, it's also, sorry, the whole issue or those scenes specifically. Um, the whole issue. I think he did a bang up job. Uh, no, I, I think the whole issue. And I, and I wrote this too. the opening shot where the overhead and they're doing chest compressions. I was like, okay, let's get into this. This cheese ball. Matt's going to make fun of it. Joe and I are going to love it. And I immediately started like welling up and I was like, God damn it. Like yeah. it, it's fantastic. No, they, art. His like, art it is really excellent. is. And that's why I think it's it's not his pencils. It's the color of those scenes feels too touched by an angel to me. All right, it feels fair. like ABC. I, I mean, that's that is fair. Like your uh, one's mileage may vary in this regard. I personally, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I get I, back I, like back in this day, we're not doing col- computer coloring. This is before the days of computer coloring. Some- or, or bastard, or, to Matt's point, had yeah. to do that. Some right. poor bastard. Or, um, you know, it was the very, very, very earliest days of computer coloring in comics, and DC certainly wasn't doing it. All right, it, keep so. going, or we're never getting uh, out of here. <laughs> all right. Um, I, I, you I didn't did think not, we could do an hour on this. <laughs> I know, right? It's we like, better I, not. Like I will rebel. Even, I will cut out like 45 he, minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, you won't, because this is all gold. It's like he doesn't even know me. And Hugo, I have not forgotten your comment about what Superman sees. We will get to that point. The rest of this issue touches on how the rest of the Metropolis supporting cast is getting on in the wake of Superman's death. Cut to everyone's favorite. Gangbuster. I was going to say, you better not like hide my boy Gangbuster under a bushel I will here. not. Go, Gangbuster <laughs> will be referenced so many times in this episode, you could make a drinking game out my of it. My favorite part of Gangbuster, if I have to pick one thing, it's like, obviously he's DC's Daredevil, right? He's got nunchucks and everything, although he's terrible with his nunchucks. He just sort of shows whoa, up holding whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, right? whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he might be in like... He's on uh, like the side of a building and he has nunchucks and it's at night. But he is not there. Though. No, he's like not. That, like they, you, sir, are no Kennedy. They want him to be. They want him <laughs> sure. to be. But the symbol yeah, on his chest. Daredevil doesn't use nunchucks. Since they couldn't so. come up with anything catchy, right. it's just a fist with a circle and a line cut out. Like right. no, no fighting, well, you see, guys. My no my favorite my favorite part of Gangbuster is that his nunchucks have fists on the end of Good them. Or am God. I thinking of a different character? Uh, I don't think it's Gangbuster. Yeah, he he he. To oh, Monday, they he does don't. have Daredevil. Somebody else. You're oh, thinking you know of what? Panthro, I'm thinking, dude. I'm thinking of Pandro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, in like, my head, I, I I conflated the fist thing and I and I put it no. on the ends of why, my head. But why why yeah. is he and and I Hugo and I were talking about this at dinner before this and Hugo kind of schooled me on this. But like, what I was like, why is he the B plot of Jonathan and Clark's? 
voyage through hell. That's an there. excellent uh, question. I, I really don't know. That's an excellent well, question. Well, well, hold on, but Hugo, what's your theory? What was your? I forgot. You say it. You said it was about uh, him being like, well, Superman's gone and. Well, like Superman's gone. I'm no Superman. I'm going to try to do the best that I can, but I can't. You're, what, you're 100% right. And that's, and that's a, that's a theme that is going to reoccur several times. Uh, so yes, gangbuster is doing his part to keep Metropolis safe by bashing drug dealers in the face with nunchucks. It's just like when he's just like, he's like, uh, oh, the junkies that kill their grandmas to get high. I was just like, oh, the 90s, just like. I yeah. mean, it's very just say no. Yeah, da- you know, yeah people don't. Dare, dare to addictions say no. To aren't, dare, right? Addictions aren't real. People are evil. Right. Even, I think even more egregious is the fact that we give this character nunchucks, which are the coolest martial arts weapon in the world. And God bless Tom Grummert. He cannot draw those nunchucks doing anything cool at all. He literally shows up with them just like holding them like everybody freeze. <laughs> you know, like, everybody freeze. When Bruce Lee shows idea. up with nunchucks in a movie, what's he doing? Bam. They're, they're flying around. They're around his waist. He's doing and people are just like, whoa, dude, I don't want to. And literally gangbuster shows up with, in, with them in one hand. Just like you want some of this. <laughs> you know? he, he does that. He folds them so that they're not even nunchucks right. anymore. Now you're just he holding, he's right. holding he both does. sticks. He's you're just holding two right. sticks, bro. He does that, but then also another thing I had was he's way too weird with the cops. Like yeah. he's both chummy and insulting. He, they're, he's, they're just like, dude, we're just trying to do our job. And he's just like, Fuck you guys and he like they wasn't shoot at a, him then like it's this weird cop? was he a cop all right so all right all there's right. some weird relationship i don't guys get. i swear I, I beg you let me get to the end of my bullet points <laughs> right. and then we'll have <laughs> at it i all right, swear all right all right, all right. Oh, sorry sorry he's bashing guys in the face with nunchucks but oops he accidentally hits an undercover cop and then he has to escape from a bunch of officers that want to run him downtown one of them grazes Gangbuster with a bullet to the arm, and the vigilante dives off a roof into Hobbs Bay, seemingly to his death. Spoiler alert: No, <laughs> he's just like you're so, not yeah. arresting me. Um, I choose death. <laughs> he, he he interrupts he interrupts an undercover drug bust and accidentally punches a cop in the teeth, and all of a sudden backup shows up to run him in, and instead of talking to them. He fights with them, and so, yeah, they shoot at him. Because this, this continues the theme that Gangbuster is terrible at what Gangbuster does. He jumps oh. off of a stick, um, of a, out of, off of a six-story building into water. It's true. Must Ain't be. nobody surviving that. <laughs> he is dead. Maybe not head first. <laughs> like, maybe, you know, like sailor dot. You mean, know, put your hands he in is wearing and- a, He is wearing a helmet and shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. So. And, he do- and he does dive. He parts the waters with his hands. He sucks at everything else, though. So yeah. I'd argue I'm with Hugo. He should die. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to do one quick backup. Sorry, Joe, to one of your bullets. Nope, I totally forgot to say earlier was when... Uh, when <laughs> Uh, before the scene when they're in the hospital, the staff, the hospital staff is being way too kind to Martha. They're like, Oh yeah, we have to, we have to undress him and put a gown on him to like try to save his life. And she's like, "Ah, I don't know. I want to stay here with him. Like, 
it'd be really helpful if you left the room so we could get him prepared. Right. Like it's like, why didn't somebody just it's, rush her you know, out of there? It's it Smallville yeah. ER, not, uh, you know. Yeah. No one's like, lady, it's, do you want to kill your husband? No. Get the hell out of the way. It, <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't George Clooney's ER. Like, even it's, in uh, ER, they'd be like, ER. let me work. <laughs> but but then, then there is, well, we'll get to it at the end. When, we yeah. will indeed. All right, we'll Joe, keep going. We'll get to it. Uh, all right. Jonathan's afterlife adventures have taken the form of distorted memories from his time in the Korean War. The spooks are trying to scare him off of Superman's trail, but no dice. He ain't having it, man. Nothing's going to keep him from his boy. I wrote nice stuff. Like, this is good. I have no no notes. Yeah, this is Tom Grummet straight up doing Kubert art. Like, old school Mm -hmm. men at war. Like, this looks great. It's gorgeous. No, it's fantastic. The art's great. Yes, I but, totally agree. What's your problem? It's like, why is it happening? Is it is the question? Exactly. If Superman has been tricked into this, they're trying to do. Why is it's this so happening to Jonathan Kent? <laughs> like, why? I'll, you know what? I'll tell you. He he has been. He, they're showing him these visions. They show his dead brother who fell under the thresher at Grandpa's farm or on Pa's farm. That, that must have been everyone there is dead. And then um, a, a Korean soldier, who is obviously not really a Korean soldier, but a, 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 a specter or of some sort, says, you do not belong, Jonathan Kent. The flyer does. They're after Superman. Jonathan is not supposed to be there. So this It's whole- happening because Jonathan got sucked into where he doesn't belong. And like, oh, how did he wander in the World War II stuff? He's not supposed to be over there. These things Korea. that totally, pardon me. How did he wander Korea. over into the Korea stuff? He's not supposed to be there. It just happens to apply to him. But damn it, you get out of there, you. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're making him see these visions. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's obvious. They're making I mean, him I see these visions. Like I don't even know what you're talking about. I just about. don't understand why he has any visions at all. If this was a trick for Superman, but whatever. I, I usually love to give Matt like like a uh, devil's advocate in these so that he doesn't feel like he's on an island. No. But no notes. These, yep. these scenes no. are great. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know, Matt, like you, you've, you've spent your entire life reading Marvel comics that have dozens of plot holes that are unexplained. So many that Marvel created a fictitious mm-hmm. award sure. for for people that explain them. So yes. if you want a no prize answer for why Pa Kent is seeing visions of Korea, nightmarish versions of Korea, instead of the same stuff his boy is seeing or completely different stuff or nothing at all. Maybe it's because this realm just conjures up like the worst possible thing that could a person could see at whatever given moment. Oh, like that's fair. Perhaps I'll give you that. Perhaps it's not a specific like the show Supernatural, right? Each but everybody that dives in the dies in the show Supernatural that goes to heaven, they exist in a tiny little yeah. Doctor Who TARDIS style box. Totally agree. And they established specifically that and designed spelled to it them. out. And Joe Patrick did a better job than the writers of this. And all they had to do was be like, perhaps he's trapped in his own blood. And I go, all right. Or fine. maybe none of it is the point <laughs> and you should calm down. All right, moving along. Let's go. Lordy. Well, it's all of us against you right now. I don't know if you realize that. But. I don't think so. I think it's three <laughs> against one, or at least two and a half against one and a half. <laughs> Galaxy Broadcasting honcho Morgan Edge is trying to track down Jimmy Olsen while committing blatant sexual assault against Cat Grant. 
Turns out Jimmy hasn't shown up to film his local kids show, Turtle Boy, in weeks. Yes, that's right. Jimmy Olsen moonlights as a local children's television program host. Matt Bomb, do you have any questions? Well, this is a throwback to that like Silver Age book where yes, he's turned into a you. turtle or whatever, right? In It is a direct reference to the old Silver Age Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen yeah, stories. Yeah which were known for Jimmy going through outlandish transformations, one of which was into a 50-foot giant turtle yeah, man. Yeah, I only know that because of the Matt Fraction, Superman's fr- pal, uh, Jimmy Olsen. Oh, yeah, of course, the Matt Fraction series. <laughs> yeah, where they referenced it. I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. I do remember that cover because I remember seeing it before. <laughs> so, yeah, this is an homage to Turtle Boy uh, from the Silver Age. We cut now to prison. The prankster. Real, who is real a- quick. Sorry, before we move on to that yep, one. Yep. Yep. I, ju- I just, uh, I, I wrote on the note I had for this was you. And. Oh yeah. No, uh, it's gross. And <laughs> you, yes, he's being gross and that's the point, but also like us three, Hugo, you're nine. So you don't count. Does us three have done some sort of form of fiction, you know, drafting in our lives, writing and whatever it is. Um, you know, there's that point where you become aware of how the, the the male cisgender can be toxic and problematic. So the first thing you do is you write the shittiest male character you can think of. Sure. When you're a very immature writer. Sure. Yeah. Very immature writer to be like, look how bad we are and how women are, are um, they're, they're receiving our just terribleness. It's just a very immature way to write. Oh, men yeah. And women relationship and i just like this is what you write when you're like 16 17 learning how to write about the genders and how they interact together absolutely their power dynamics like i was just like can you not come up with a more intelligent way to give you know cat cat grant some agency and to give him morgan edge some more uh interesting color i don't know i it was you and what the characters were doing but also you and what the writing was doing john don't worry because they're gonna flip that all on its head when we meet superboy in a little bit here so (laughs) yeah he's a hero Uh, john um, (laughs) i will say that um like certainly not a a defense of it by any means but uh jerry ordway who's writing this issue uh to my Immediate knowledge only has one other major mainstream writing credit to his name, and that is the long-running 90s series, The Power of Shazam, which is about a child that's pretending to be an adult. So, um, maturity, that's not necessarily Jerry, that was all Jerry Ordway. Ordway's yeah. hallmark as a writer. Yeah. In my, in my brain, that name has a big marquee sign around it. Like, I... I I just assumed he was on everything. No, I mean, he's I an think. artist Ar- on a lot of Ar- stuff. Arti- artistically, sure. Oh, no, oh, I, oh, I, I do think it, that I do think that Jerry or- Ordway did write the Superman I ongoing title. Uh, I think or I think Ordway wrote one of these Superman titles for a, a while, right after the Crisis relaunch. Uh, we cut now to prison to the prankster, who is a very old Superman villain. The prankster is this kind of washed up. Uh, this can this continues nineties um, DC's trend of making references to pop culture that the reader's grandparents would probably appreciate, not the reader themselves, because 
the prankster was sort of like a soupy sales Groucho Marx. Totally. Like he specifically name drops soupy sales and Groucho Marx. Yeah. Like, like he was going to be the next big thing. And then the talkies came around or what, you know, that's not what he says, but it's like his career, his career, career amounted to nothing. Um, because first of all, he's terrible. And second of all, he was irrelevant. Anyway, he turned to villainy and now he is in prison and we learn that the prankster hates turtle boy, hates turtle boy. This plot line goes nowhere. It is never <laughs> referenced again. That's too bad. I wouldn't really like to yeah, see it. Never, I, I wrote like, why does this scene exist? And I don't remember <laughs> coming back at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I looked it up. I looked it up because I was like, wait, maybe they do reference it at some point. No, they don't. Never again. Because there was a lot of like uh freak of the week, like Superman villains at this time who like yes. he easily should have been able to defeat and should not have even been on his radar. Yes, because he could have doc- Dr. Manhattan lived against the wall, even though he wouldn't have done that. But like, you know, <laughs> just what's the point, right? Of going again. But like, uh, there was a lot of them like this. And I was like, oh, clearly, yeah, this is something in Reign of the Superman. This comes up later with Steel or something or Superboy. Nope. Yeah. Nothing. Nope, not a thing. Not a thing. It's the, just, scene, uh, the scene also has the second, uh, it's the 90s reference, which was like a thing in the 90s that people didn't stop saying. And this is right. literally the second time in the issue that it's it, happened. W- in a matter of pages, because it, yeah, happened three pages. The, it, it happened in the previous scene with Cat Grant, where yeah. uh, it's the 90s and she can sue Morgan Edge for sexual harassment. Yeah. And um, it's not even like Rex Leach. He comes up later. No. Rex Leach comes up later. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's, not, it's not even like that at all. It's just its own thing. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Olsen, speaking of Turtle Boy, Jimmy Olsen is trying to scrape by on low profile photography jobs. His heart just isn't in the Turtle Boy gig anymore. Um, and you may recall that he refused to cash in on his photos of Superman's death, which means. He could have been rich, and instead he is penniless. Not nice. that amazing yeah. drone shot he got above the dead body. Yeah. What about when he was <laughs> yeah. right there when they were punching each other so hard that the buildings were falling down, but somehow he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I immediately regret that. I'm so sorry, Joe. Uh, you know, I, in the, in, uh, I believe it is in this issue, uh, Bibbo talks about how the photo Jimmy took of him um, trying to resuscitate Superman with the defibrillator haunts him. And if you remember that scene, the defibrillator is so powerful that Bibbo has to wear a force field. Yeah. And Jimmy is like three feet away from yeah, Bibbo. Like literally like camera in his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when they, when, when a doctor says clear, they mean like clear the neighborhood. Right. But no, Jimmy is like right on top of him. Jonathan soldiers on quite literally, haha, before falling into a pit leading to Lady Blaze's underworld. Lady Blaze is Lord Satanus's sister, and she is another one of DC's many different versions of Mephisto. Oh, do they actually um, say her name in this book? No. Uh, no, yes, not at all. they do. Not one. They don't say Blaze. I don't. They don't they say. Do. They don't say Lady Blaze. But I believe that. Um, I don't think the name Blaze ever happens because I have a note saying 
Who the hell is this and what is uh, going on? I am known by many names, but you may call me Blaze. Okay, uh, I see that. There. He's right. It is He's right here right. on page 24. So, so this is a thing. Um, She's a character, because I had never heard of this character. Oh, yeah. yeah. Blaze uh, Blaze was in a great storyline uh, a year or so prior to this. Well, maybe two. Well, I was just going to say, Joe, I think she's uh, like maybe two or three years old at this point. Like, Not that fresh. old. She's not that yeah. old. Lord, Lord Satanus had been around for a long time, uh, but they introduced Lady Blaze more recently, uh, you know, uh, by this at this time. And she was in a, there was a, a three-part crossover called Soul Search that went between um, the three Superman books at the time. This was before Man of Steel launched. Okay. And, um, she had opened like it's um, again, it's a very kind of like late eighties, nineties thing, but she had opened a nightclub in Metropolis and then used it to just like Lucifer, tempt. just like Lucifer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, but this was years before Lucifer did right. it. And so she used it to lure unsuspecting people to their damnation. And she actually got her hooks in, uh, both Jimmy Olsen and Perry White's son, Richard, and Richard dies. So, like, Blaze, like, killed Perry White's kid. And, like, that that happened not that long ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, Nero uh, so, yeah. like, the only... It was very much like a that. satanic panic kind of reaction. Sort of, like, yeah, you know. you know. Like, it was just kind of like, yeah, we got devils in D.C. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, so Lord Satanus, uh, you may recall from our previous discussions, uh, is currently uh, pretending to be a magazine editor, <laughs> uh, moonlighting as the uh, publisher of Newstime Magazine in Metropolis, uh, not really getting a lot of devilment done. Blaze is here picking up the slack. Uh, she plucks Jonathan out of the pit, and it is more or less revealed that Blaze is the one putting all this together. She is trying to get a hold of Superman's soul. Jonathan is caught up in it. And she you know, asked for she Jonathan's makes, soul though. No, she makes him an offer. She says, yeah, like, I'll make for his on, soul. on page 25. I'll, why not simply accept my offer to help you in your quest. And I'm prepared to offer you a deal. I'll help you rescue the captured airmen, quote unquote, Superman, in exchange for your soul. So she claims she's asked, she's that she's going to help. Soul. She claims that she's going to help Jonathan rescue Superman in exchange for his soul, which is clearly a trick. And Jonathan sees right through it. And he says, like hell and takes his chances with the hole and goes right back down into the pit. So, okay. Quick, quick timeout. Yeah. To yes, re-enter my, my continual role in this with Joe of the apologist of this. Yeah. This is why I love this is because if you take a step out of what we're talking about, the only reason that uh, pre-zero hour, hour Superman Clark is around and is, is alive is because uh, Satanus's, Lord Satanus's sister, Lady Blaze, decides to fuck with him and his dad on their, both their ways to the afterlife. And like there, the, like, there is no like, Oh, Lex pulled him out of like the, uh, the afterlife or dark side was involved. It was like, no, these random ass 
Did you characters. just spoil the return of Superman for me? <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> no, not exactly. Oh, uh, not really. So, he got a little bit ahead to the end of this particular issue. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Did you read the end of this issue? He's there. He, he's, yeah. But, uh, so, uh, yes, John, I agree. Put a pin in it, and we'll talk about it at the end. Okay, keep going. Shut keep up. going. Keep going. Uh, anyway, so Pa Kent goes back into the hole, into the void once more. He says he ain't going to take that deal. He knows better. And that is where Pa meets one of DC's rare metaphysical beings. They've got lots of devils and demons and gods. They've got they got capital G gods. They got lowercase g gods. They got new gods. They got demons. They got devils. What they don't have a ton of are characters like Eternity, the in-betweener. Yeah, you know, that's Marvel stuff. Like, Marvel's lousy with Right, those. like, exactly. Kismet is one of DC's rare cosmic embodiments. She is the embodiment of time. I had to look that up because I think I've read every Kismet appearance just by accident, and I've never once learned that she is the embodiment of time. Also, Kismet my literally note- is like the, would be the embodiment of fate, not time. Uh, why kiss the definition of kismet is f- destiny well or fate. yeah i mean i get it yeah, <laughs> yeah, i mean i get it very good point actually don't yeah. don't no. ruin a good don't ruin a good marketing <laughs> like, bit with your logic my question here though for joe was who is the large green celestial looking femme figure that, that is kismet, I, I, my friends that's your girl i had kismet. no idea who that was i'd never seen her before either i don't know anything about her but I'll tell you, uh, she makes Kismet does she not make time. <laughs> she has a Spectre kind of vibe, but like mixed with a Celestial and Marvel. Marvel's. I mean, she looks like a female version of Marvel's Eternity. Yeah, where her Eternity. Body yeah, is, the body is is, uh, is half like made up. Space uh, body. Uh, like all of the sh- all of the shadow of her body is like gal- galactic looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kismet, is, uh, I, I looked this up. We're not going to get heavy into it, but Kismet is a being that was once mortal. And um, she basically kind of like found her her way into this role. And now she's this cosmic deity. Would you say she found her destiny? Perhaps her fate? You you might say it was kismet. Uh, Pa Kent thinks it's another demon trick. But kismet is like, you began to see through the illusions, Jonathan Kent. You know what's up. She saves Pa from oblivion and puts him back on Clark's trail. Is he too late? That gets us immediately back up to speed with Superman, who is being literally carted to the afterlife by a bunch of, uh, you know, seemingly Kryptonian looking spirits and an albino Um, monkey man. That is, uh, that is cleric who is a character we have discussed before. He's the guy that uh, helped create the Eradicator um, on ancient Krypton. We talked about this during the last Slack issues. I know that we did. Know that Matt doesn't know that yet. I don't know this. Oh, <laughs> Matt! Matt knows this because we have discussed it personally. Then. Mm. So cleric is only here because of a vision. That's where we're at. It's a vision. It's Thank a vision. You. It That's is all a I vision. Go. <laughs> so this is not a, this is not a, so to answer a question Hugo had earlier, this is not the Kryptonian heaven, but it is sort of a, a Kryptonian funeral procession. So they are marching Superman to his resting, to his afterlife. final resting place. Yeah. To the afterlife. 
And so Cleric is here because he is a quote-unquote religious figure that Superman recognizes from Krypton's past. Talking about the House of El and Krypton's warm embrace and the sun god Rao and blah, 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 blah. But but Krypton, he says like Kryptonians worship science, not uh deities so this a- is not correct ancient, yes he's he's half right because ancient kryptonians yeah. did worship rao right so he, he's he's sort of seeing some seams in the story that's being he's seeing the cracks he, he's, yeah. yeah he's seeing the cracks start to form but he then immediately discovers these are not benevolent spirits they're demons but it is no good superman is under their thrall he's resigned to his fate that is until they make the mistake of roughing up Pa Kent. To be continued, we get a quick interlude that puts our mind at ease about Gangbuster. He survived the gunshot and the fall. He crawls out of the water, meets a homeless dude. Homeless dude's like, you all right, yes. bro? And he's like, give me your booze. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Immediately steals his hooch because he's very thirsty. Yes, it's true. <laughs> or, he's, or he's regretting all these bad decisions. thirsty, drink tap it in the water. Yeah, I'm if with you're you. that thirsty, you. you don't care. If or, you're that thirsty, you don't care that it's dirty. I'll take it a step that's further. You if you're this bad at your job, drink yourself to death. Okay? That's all I ask. All right. Important. Just don't be a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Just don't be a superhero, gangbuster. Go down there. Don't come out. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Important survival tip from Hugo, though. You're no right. need drink to get out of the water. water. You're fine. You're good, gangbuster. <laughs> Finally, we see Superman snap out of it and he sees the demons for what they are. Father and son fight side by side and escape the horde. But while Jonathan still has time left in the land of the living, Superman is definitely dead. Isn't he? I don't know. The pair plunge. That's a dramatic question. It's rhetorical. You don't have to answer it right this minute. I I honestly don't know. (laughs) Well, hold your water for a second. The pair plunge through a doorway into the unknown. Dot, dot, dot. Pocket lives. There's a great side-by-side shot of Pa's bed and the Superman memorial with the cardiac monitor reading overlaid on top of them. And there's like a bump bump over Pa and then a bump bump over the Superman memorial. It's incredible. That is my favorite. I think that might be my favorite panel in the whole book. Did they both make it home is the question. Now, I believe there were some questions about all of the afterlife stuff. Did you guys have some? I think we you got okay. to it for the most part. No, I think John. No, I think, no, not really. No, there's a lot to unpack here. All right. So, all right. All right. <laughs> and, I, and I hate when people say unpack because it's no, no, like going to pontificate on something. But we're going to like really we're going to unpack it. We're going to unpack it. So, uh, OK. Uh, did. Did Blaze um, like sort of wake Superman up from, and this is somebody who's read this numerous times, but not as a fully formed adult. So it's been a while. Sure. Uh, did Blaze wake Clark up or stop him on his journey to the afterlife? And her uh, sort of, uh, sort of trick to try to, I don't know what the motivation was and whatever she was doing did that sort of backfire and then it brought him back? Clark? I think that's, I think that that is a very reasonable 
read of the events. Okay. okay. Time out without spoiling what we get into. I, I don't know how else to do this. Is the we, energy creature that we meet later on? The no. Okay, okay. Don't ask that question. All right. All right. Will, all right. All right. All right. Or, or I will say this right now. I'll back up. Map bomb. Edit this part out. You haven't finished. No, no, no. Superman. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. We'll get it. If, if that's not the case, just say, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Right now. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, so I think, I, I think it is a very valid interpretation of the events, John, because right now we don't know if Superman's back. We don't, mm-hmm. we know what Pa thinks and we know what the world starts to believe despite glaring evidence to the contrary. Uh, one is a kid. One is a black man. One is a robot. One's and, got a damn <laughs> robot face. And one is, and and one is and a murderer. Four and a half. And also Bibbo. Four and a half. But to be fair, Bibbo. Bibbo's a puppy. Uh, not Bibbo kidding. never. He's Bibbo. more of a super person than Superboy. Bibbo saves okay. one puppy out of that whole bag. He saved no, he one. Sa- <laughs> but he tried. But to, but to Hugo's point, Superboy ain't saved anybody. No. At the end of no. He didn't save no puppies. Superboy um, was just also, trying to make Bibbo, out with hot Bibbo, reporters, as far as I can tell. So Bibbo never claimed to be Superman. He the just, little girl did when she drew him. Yeah. Right, right. But Bibbo was like, no, I am inspired by Superman. He's my favorite. I'm going to do my part. Which, that's, that's which, which like steel, which exactly, exactly which, like steel. Even Only as steel is capable, and Bibbo is a handicapped man, and we feel bad for him. <laughs> but but, right. but, but no, ahead. this this is the this is the uh, awesomeness of this story is that the clones you you you're like okay, there's gonna be four clones. Like DC was wearing it on their sleeves. Right. They told you there's gonna be clones. And then you're like, okay, cool. Sure. cool who are cool? Who are Cadmus? They? This underworld, and that then, there were clones all over the damn place. And then you're like, comic. okay, there's going to be a Cadmus Superboy. Got it. That makes sense. There's this. There's that. But then you're like, uh, I know Bibbo doesn't count as one, but there's Bibbo, and then there's Steel, and you're like, those aren't clones. Those are people inspired by, which starts to blur the line. It blurs the narratively line, right? of like what is a clone well, and, and what is an inspiration, and, which is very, very smart and interesting. I mean, for this and there are um, there are also uh, I believe if I recall correctly, and John, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Matt, you read it probably more recently, but care. okay, thank you. Hugo. <laughs> yeah, ask you. He seems to know. I believe that there is some discussion at some point, maybe it's from Lois or, or whomever. I think it's Lois and, and Ma or Lois and Lana or somebody where they talk about the possibility of Superman coming back and like John Henry Irons is clearly not Clark Kent, but what if he is the spirit of the reincarnation, right? The spirit of yes. Superman or the reincarnation of Superman on earth or whatever. Wouldn't like you have to be a they're, they're, baby first. Matt, man, well, I, don't I know. think, but, I, but no, but I Not think literally that right, reincarnation, but, that's why, but you know that's what I mean. When you see him, he comes out of rubble. <laughs> Sorry for like, my reincarnation this, like, rules, you guys. <laughs> his, 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 uh, John, John's, uh, sort of entrance into this world is he comes out of rubble. Like there's a birthing that kind of happens. Okay, I think, comes right? out of rubble and immediately <laughs> is like, I need to stop Doomsday. So let's. There's a narrative. Before to that. we get All to right, that, so, let's, no, let's just finish the, Lois stop. and then we'll it's get like to that. Superman. Yeah. So he, I just want to. He has memories before. He does. And you're right. Um, and uh, that's a discussion we can table until chapter one of the reign of the Superman. Um, to John's point, I think it's a valid interpretation of the events that if Blaze had just left well enough alone, Superman would be in where, heaven, who know, whatever, mm-hmm. Kryptonian heaven, I don't know. He was raised on Earth as a Christian, so uh, like 
Where does he go? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I mean, and then Grant Morrison would later introduce that like the Judeo Christian heaven is not really exactly what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with like more like the angels are the terrifying multi-eyed beasts of yore kind of. So, I mean, also there's a source wall that surrounds the universe. So uh, like there's yeah, a there's lot a, going there's on. There's a lot of different, uh, you know what? Um, Hey, Oh, uh, and you know, Orion and the new I gods mean, and all to, that. To me, this <laughs> is very similar to uh, like the WandaVision show and the like, there is a character who goes through a life event and then a, a uh, C list D list character who sees that event and says, ah, opportunity for me to inject myself. Sure. And like sure. my motivations that I'm going to then like try to steer them to or towards what, you know, uh, Agatha did it and WandaVision and blaze does it here. Blaze just made sort it of, worse for herself. Right. And, and blaze just sort of, kind of uh like helps pa and clark not go to where they were going to go so with that's without knowing how this ends up because i truly don't know i've never read the return without spoiling it if you read this book i don't know how you could not read superman or whatever you mentioned superman 500 and read it and go he's still dead like no matter what you know, I remember even reading at the time and being like, no, they definitely, no, they definitely, it's murky as hell. That's why I kept saying, I don't know. I honestly don't no, know. I'm saying it's not but, murky. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying when you read this, even at the time I remember reading it being like, oh, like he's already back. Like this is it. This is the start. Oh no, no, no. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. But in the sense where it's like, there's four people that are not him. I agree with that. Yes. That right. Is but even, sure. even then in 1993, we knew that this was all preamble for Superman returning. Of course. Like, even then. Yeah. Totally. Uh, like totally. I mean, consider, I know that it is a metric buttload of content, but it's only six months time. Yes. Between this issue. That blows my mind. And I mean, it's, Ms. Ms. Marvel's death. Were, Ms. Marvel's death is maybe like the only other like uh, quick return. I, yeah. No, I don't mean I don't mean <laughs> Superman's death and his return. I mean this issue, Adventures of Superman five hundred. From the point the four Superman begin in their own books, super yeah. that that first like Superman seventy eight, Superman eighty two is the last chapter of the Reign of the Superman. Holy crap! That blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> but it was four. Yeah. Books, but there were right. four books. It it's twenty four chapters. You yeah. know, it's twenty four plus chapters. That's true. That's true. And uh, you know, plus annuals. Yada yada yada. Anyway, so uh, to John's point, just to kind of put a butt a pin in this uh, or a, a button on this one or a bow on this, whatever. To stick a butt I on that one. Yeah, I, I think it is a very valid interpretation of the events of this issue to say. Superman would have been dead and gone if Blaze had not mucked around with a, a sure thing. Fair. In, instead, she threw a, a spike strip down in front of his car and he had to do an emergency pullover into a, 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 a side lot where he found his dad and his dad led him back to the land of the living. Like, whoops, Which, didn't see that coming. Again, get back to our last conversation of would there be uh, people who said I was uh, Mrs. Superman? Would there be cults? Yes, there'd be all these things. Totally, in sure. the world of super super people, there would be people who had access to uh, the supernatural being like, I'm going to fuck oh, with yeah. his soul. Like, like if um, there is a, there's a thing as a soul, like I'm going to like. There's a story, uh, Underworld Unleashed, John, I don't know if you've ever read it. Um, it comes up a lot on the Two Headed Nerd. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's Mark my Wade fault, and too. Howard, <laughs> and Howard Porter. And... 
the storyline is it's the introduction of Neron as like the devilest of DC. Oh films. no, absolutely. I 100% and, have this book. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, Alex. And so it's this oh, big, yeah. it's this big line wide oh, event yeah, where yeah. a bunch of heroes and villains get this kind of invitation to a meeting with Neron. They get a candle yeah. and they're like, and they just like light the candle at midnight or whatever. Yep. And they poof to this meeting where Neron offers them power or whatever in exchange for a favor. Sometimes it's a soul. Sometimes in the case of Blue Devil, it's like, I just need you to go. De- uh, I just need you to go destroy a TV antenna. That's it. That's it, Blue Devil. And I'll give you I'll give you all the help you need. Sometimes it ain't being so dumb no more. Who was yeah, that? Right. Who was that? Exactly. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. He was like, I'm a moron. Uh, I just don't want to be dumb no more. Blockbuster. 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 <laughs> um it, it's it's how um it's how it's how uh it's how Lex Luthor um it's how Lex Luthor saves his own life when his cloned body starts to deteriorate. Hold on, Hugo has he makes a point. A deal with Neron. Hugo has a point. Yes. You go. In Nightwing, Blockbuster makes a deal with Neuron, but he doesn't trade his soul. He trades his three-year-old daughter's soul. His daughter's soul. soul. You're right. right. That was a storyline right. just recently in Nightwing. Yeah. Yes. Um, so anyway, my point is that the whole storyline is about Neron wanting to get his hands on one soul. And all of Earth's heroes spend the entirety of the event just assuming with all certainty that it's Superman's. When at the very end, you find out, no, you dummies, it's Captain Marvel. I want the most powerful, most pure soul in the world. That and that is super Billy neat. Batson. Let's get back to what we but were I talking mean, about. <laughs> my, but that, I mean, my point is that like, yeah, there are supernatural beings in the DC sure, universe sure. where like, if you were somebody like Blaze or Neuron or sure. Satanus, you want and you were like, soul. Superman's, yeah, you're, Superman's you're soul is in play. Now's Raven's my chance. Yeah, Trigon. Yeah, like, like he's dead. You're not going to try to like, uh, perform a heist, a soul heist, and like, a soul heist. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like, get exactly. her on the way to the bank. That's, like, that's in Nightwing. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's close right. this out. So anyway, out. yeah. Uh, so John, yes to your point. Moving on. Lois finally is returning home from Smallville, uh, and while she's on her plane, she spots a red blur fly past. Could it be? After she lands, she is greeted by wildly different reports of Superman sightings all over Metropolis including one adorable sighting that was obviously just Bibbo. Amazing. Or her own Fuck piece off, of Matt. that right. old lady yeah. that throws the puppies in the water. That was, uh, that's where I draw the line. All right. <laughs> that's like, uh, really, she couldn't feed him. Really? Oh. Couldn't feed him. <laughs> there's no animal uh, protection services in Metropolis. Really? In the suicide slum. It's just Matt, a great on. depression. Why Joe. You, <laughs> all right. Why all right. do you think there's so many homeless people in the un- in the under in the in the underworld, like, <laughs> there's nobody to care for him. There's no infrastructure. Uh, for her own peace of mind, Lois asks in- Inspector Henderson to take her inside Superman's tomb, but the tomb is empty. I, I laughed. I laughed out loud at the. I'd better find a phone and call the Daily Planet. Perry can bring me up to speed on what's happened while I've been away. <laughs> like that was the most like 1940s, 1990s, yeah. 90, 40s, like 
like uh, inner monologue, I was just like, come on. Hey, boss, give me the poop. What did I miss? You know, (laughs) I'm surprised that she didn't, uh, you know, page him, you know, like, oh, I better page Perry. I'm surprised she didn't go rotary phone. Like, Like, Operator, put me through the Perry Wayne. Get like, me Klondike five five five. I better pay this person for the service. I just like it's just like so. What what do we know? It's a very old phone and call sure. somebody. Yeah, but you know what? That's kind of a charm that I appreciate about the whole the whole kind of Daily Planet shtick in Superman is that it is very like Talkies. timeless almost, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right. All right, now he we says get that. Yet yeah, there's. So many laser beams in the metropolis, high tech things. Yeah, a lot of laser beams. You're absolutely right, Hugo. And nobody can take care of puppies. (laughs) Well, and and to your point, Joe, that old, like, not to get off topic too much, but that old timiness is why Miss Maisel is going to be the best Lois, like, since the doctor yeah, run, for sure. Like, she's oh, absolutely. Gonna be absolutely. I, like, gonna so there's a, there's a, there is a reason so why these. There's a reason why certain versions of these characters or the characters in general become, they transcend characters and they become archetypes. Like Lois is an archetype. And, um, and that's because everything about Lois is now timeless. She is the template on which every other character that is a journalist uh, will be compared to. And that's, Okay, real quick. Yeah. So 100%. all these other these these four the first sighting, second sighting, all of these take place in the next books as well. Because yes. Yes. no, no, these are original. These are original sequences uh, exclusive uh, to no, this comic. Book. This is because this first sequence is definitely. I did not read this five hundred first. No, uh, t- uh, let me back up and explain. The four sequences are reprinted in Reign of the Superman. Okay. They're at the beginning of the trade. Oh, the trade paper. But they are not oh, part of I the see. issues. They're not part of gotcha. like Superman 77. Okay. Okay. Superman. They're not man, like Bogdanov is not Man of Steel. Like a Right, right. Issue. No, they, they, these intro scenes are originate here in this comic. They are reprinted in that trade at the very, gotcha. very beginning. That okay. makes sense. That okay. makes sense. This, so, this is where the trade starts. There you go. So next we see four very different heroes emerge Uh, and there's kind of a theme to their nicknames and we'll see if you guys can guess it. The man of steel rises from the rubble of doomsday's rampage. Oh God. I just picked up on this. (laughs) The last son of Krypton stops a would be carjacker Uh, permanently. Okay. The metropolis kid. That's a harder one. We, We can go back, circle back to that escapes from the depths of project Cadmus. And the man of tomorrow makes his debut, destroying the plaque placed at the scene of Superman's death in defiance. The reign of the Superman has begun. So the Metropolis kid is a reach. We all agree with that, right? Uh, so Superman, one of so obviously these are all based off of uh, nicknames that are used to describe Superman: Last Son of Krypton, Man of Steel, etc. The Metropolis kid. Super, Superman is uh, is sometimes known as the Metropolis Marvel. Uh, they change it for the purposes of this to the Metropolis kid. I would have just said the and, Metropolis Marvel. I would have just done that. Well, I don't know why they didn't, but yeah. because I think they were making a big deal of the fact that, like he's a kid, but like, don't call me Superboy, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so these, I want to touch these, grown up girls' boobs. Don't call me Superboy. Yeah, right. Uh, so these, if you had, uh, if you had the individual issues of of the debut issues uh, for the four characters, 
they had regular newsstand editions that were just plain comic covers, but they also had direct market die cut covers. I remember that you may have seen hardcore um, where it's just like a singular color with a cutout and underneath the cutout is um, the Superman logo. And then you would open it and it would be a pinup of the character. It was steel from the bloodlines trading card. Yeah. It's yeah. the, it's the one that, but, so it's like the eradicator. It's the, it's, it's the, the art yeah. from that bloodlines trading card yeah. that's in this comic. Um, but on the cover, on the, the die cut cover back on, you know, yeah. his jacket. Yeah. Um, but on the die cut cover, it would, it would say stuff like the last son of Krypton, blah, blah, blah. Right. The Metropolis kid, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like that was the tagline on the cover of those comics. So gentlemen, now that the stage has been set for Superman's inevitable return, how y'all feeling? I don't know how I feel to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot. It, this is a there lot. Too much. This is a lot. Too <laughs> much this is only one chapter. Oh, Hugo. That was nothing. That was it was nothing. Oh no. We're about to get into the nonsense. What, ha- what, what happened? Uh, the other the other pa, chapters pa, pa are going to be much more bite sized. It'll be easy. Pa Kent bumped into his son in the afterlife when they were like at the card table of some uh, devil. They were at the to, airport bar, right? And they're like, "Hey, and, oh!" And then he's like, "Hey, let's not get on the plane. Let's go here instead." Uh, and exactly. that's that's really all that happened. And then four uh, slash four and a half uh, clones. Sort of emerged in the final yes. pages. That's really all so, that happened. Um, not a whole that's lot. all that happened. So this issue, this issue, definitely kind of uh, to just kind of touch back briefly on what John was saying and what we will learn in the issues to come. Um, while it's clear to us now, obviously, that none of these characters were Superman, it is there is enough doubt planted by this issue and the early issues of Reign of the Supermen that he could be one of them. We'll talk about there it. Was. And there was. There was. And people don't know. We'll Especially the Eradicator. Know. You could look at this and go, That's other than the say. violence, other than the violence that the Eradicator... So, some just quick notes I mean, notes he that looks on, exactly like Superman. He looks... So, some quick notes, like other, than the, <laughs> other than the Punisher-ness of him. Like, my right. quick like notes on this are... Um, uh, I think we save so, this. I think we save this. I think we save this for the actual ring because there's a lot well, wait, of this. Uh, that's fair. Are that's these fair. notes about 500 or are these notes about what's to come? It's about what's to come because no, there's definitely. No, no, no. It's, it's in the, the setup issue. The, the oh, setup okay. The okay. All right. It, the floor. Hit so go ahead. A uh, few, few quick notes, observations. Um, the man of steel, steel issue. Um, the violence was just like, as a kid, I was just like, shocking. what are we shocking? It was just like cartoonish. Yes. And then smoldering it's giant rib ca- smoldering Mar- rib Mario bullets flying through yeah. people, bullet bill, but still like singeing people to nothing. And you're like, wait, what? And then when uh, John Henry comes out of the rubble, I remember thinking like, does he have powers? Yeah, because like, it was poorly I, illustrated. It made it look like he was just, he had superhuman abilities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did not. Absolutely I mean, it, does. It, it, did, it did make you think like, Absolutely is he does. Some, there's something strange here. Um, also, the street gangs felt very much like the Dark Knight Returns street gangs. Oh, yeah. And yes, like, the mute, like the mutants. Yeah. The mutants. It was very, very similar. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Superhuman. Yeah, very superhuman. Um, must defeat Doomsday. Yeah. 
I will say uh, that Superboy escaping with the Newsboy Legion honestly kind of legitimizes the Newsboys uh, a yeah. little bit. If you say. Uh, well, I mean, they also help Lois Lane rescue Superman. But I do body. like that they're like, we got to go back to our cave because we're The Newsboy Legion are very capable <laughs> like, <laughs> street we, gang. We can't live in the real world. We're a bunch of weirdo kids that talk like we're from the 30s. We're a bunch of clones of 80-year-old men. And then the, 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 uh, the Superman who looks like he's half robot when he shows up i think is like yes. done very well it's very cool i love the cyborg superman i legit love uh, there, there's no hiding there's no hiding his identity we all know that that is definitely the cyborg superman yeah um but uh i have a lot of questions as to like why we, but we gotta we say talk about, we gotta save it we can talk about his origin when we get to that yeah um, we gotta but, save but, it. but, um, but my my quick like takeaway you said asked like how are we all feeling my biggest takeaway from all this was I was surprised at how, uh, and I know it because if you look, look at it mathematically, what issues came out when I'm like, yeah, that's of course that's when that happened. But I was, I was surprised at how fast, uh, Pa tells us that Clark is back. Like in the like grand scheme of how many issues have passed since the death, we just got out of the funeral. And then now Pa's like, Hey, I died, and guess what? No, he's back. Like that, I don't remember it being that fast because yeah, well, because when I'm the, younger, the, time the, takes forever. But. The last issue of the funeral ends at the point this issue begins. Yes, and so as far as the tra- as far as the time between the, the those two stories, the time between is zero. Yeah, and so yeah, but yes, like as far as like the real world was concerned, it was like a four month gap in between Superman 78 and it Avengers felt like Superman a year, 500. but DC, yeah, I totally DC believe it. put all of the books on hold, which would have meant no solicits. Retailers had to have been in on it somehow, but like there would not have been any, there would not have been any immediate information out there about, uh, what was going to happen. I don't think at this point retailers cared because they were making so much money. They were like, well, that's also true. Bring it in. We don't get like, we'll order a million of each one. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Super, Superman's a kid now. He's got a little jacket. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Back it up. He's a robot. Yeah. Million issues. Yeah, we got, yeah, got a million of the robot, <laughs> million of blue blockers guy. Give them all over. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Well, I could not be more excited to tackle the actual reign of the Superman. Thank you, John and Hugo for joining us. Uh, skip it. Uh, what is the rating? It's a buy it for me, man. Skim it. <laughs> I think this is an incredible comic book. I think the least? two things happen in this comic book and John pointed it out. Paul Kent goes to heaven, gets confused. Uh, uh, some demon girl messes stuff up. And then we meet the four supermen. You know what I was interested in? The four supermen. I don't care about the rest. I do not the, care. It is the weakest buy it. Ever. <laughs> That's even more vicious than it. my skim it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it cuts cuts to the quick, but I'll take it. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think I think it's like cleaning. It's like clingering on to the edge. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a buy it because of everything that it has. But I with Hugo, I think the the if you were to like take the buy it to almost a skim it, it's the. Uh, it's all the other stuff. It's like it's filler. the it's gangbuster. Filler. Yeah. It's the gangbuster stuff. The like, gangbuster stuff. The prankster stuff. Filler that's the garbage. Prankster stuff, like, but, I like the prankster stuff. Even the World War II, the, the Korean the, the War stuff was still funny. filler. You go, I like you it. No, the Korean stuff, war, the Korean war stuff is it not filler. It looks good. No, it looks good. But you could have just done that or just done something else and been like, we're done with that. Paul Kent's back. 
Superman's back, whatever. It, it was a, a lot of filler. You got to admit. A it's lot a lot of filler. Of filler. It did not I don't, I don't admit pages. it. I, I, I don't <laughs> admit it. I will defend this comic to my dying well, breath. So. Uh, I do have one Exercise last comment. Exercise anniversary issue. Yeah. One, la- one last comment we didn't get into. The, the two variants. Uh, the So the variants, there's the normal one that Tom Grummet did, and then there's the nice painterly one. That I don't yeah, remember the did that Jerry one. Ordway yeah. translucent. Yeah, it's awesome, but if you look at it uh, up close, uh, no, that's the, that's the yeah. Tom Grummet one. Yeah, he his face looks like uh, Jay Leno, and I just can't get over it. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> big, <laughs> that massive oh chin. Yeah. The chin and the eyes. Yeah, yeah the, the chin's out of control. It's bad. So, so um, it, so you you guys remember holograms? Uh, holograms as a kid, right? Like hologram trading cards, hologram comic covers. You remember what no, those look like? No memory. Oh yeah, no idea what you're talking about. And Wolverine, so, trading cards, holographic. Yep, exactly. You you know what I mean? And so those were reproduced. Uh, those were produced with like really wild kind of like technology and the technology that was used to produce this kind of translucent effect for Jerry Ordway's cover is equally strange and bizarre where it's like done in layers and like you can actually peel off the top part. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not going to, but really, Oh, you know what? I can see mine is like kind of got these weird, like you can't see yes, on those because zoom, it is, it is something, it, yeah. there's something overlaid on top of, wow. and, of, of the paper. It's like a foil thing. They kind overlaid of, it, right? It, kind of. It, yeah. It, I mean, it's even translucent, how, like yeah. ethereal. It looks heavenly. Right. Yeah. And well, that's the goal. Right. And so, yeah, like it's, it's this weird thing that is created by layering different drawings on different layers and then That's pasting awesome. them together. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've seen plenty of yeah, ad- adventure. I've seen plenty of uh, adventures not 500s beautiful. with the uh, top layer peeled off. And I'm here to tell you they're not worth anything. There you go. Uh, they look cool though. Point. There's that. They do look cool. Gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for joining us as usual. We'll be back to do this again. There's no way Great. we are recapping the entirety Fun. of every issue like we did just now. Otherwise, it'll be a nine-hour series. So I'll try to. I, I mean, this know, is Ken Burns baseball. This is <laughs> important it really shit. Is. It, it is. Really it's is. also um, the only one not having fun during it is Matt. So well, that I'm having makes a it blast. I'm having a blast. I just don't you love it as much as you guys. Just, you're also just like laughing at it. Joey, now that we can breathe a sigh of relief knowing that Gangbuster made it out alive, why don't you tell the nerds about your must-read pick for next new comic book Wednesday, August 9th. Just goes to show what happens when I don't write the script because we mentioned that we do this in the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, sir. Oh my gosh, you're right. I am. I do <laughs> yes! apologize. Come on. <laughs> I felt this special episode and I totally dropped the ball. My pick for next week is Immortal X-Men number 14 for Marvel Comics. It's written by Kieran Gillen with art by my favorite, To Be Announced. I can't believe they haven't updated it. Here's your solicit. To me, my no one. Xavier had a dream. Now he has nothing. This is the fall of X. He fell. He fell furthest. Yeah, I guess he did. So, I mean, kind of. So we talked a lot about the Hellfire Gala in the last episode or of the new uh, Nerd News Recap. And wait, when did we talk about it? Uh, yeah, in the last new review show, we talked a lot about the Hellfire Gala. We felt all of our feelings during the gang hang. 
this is the immediate aftermath. Well, not immediate because an issue comes out this week, which I will be reviewing. But this is checking in with Xavier after the shit that went down at the end of the Hellfire Gala 2023 one shot. It's bad news, guys. Yeah, but you got to show that it's not what we think it is, right? You have to show that in this. I mean, not this quick, I don't think, but I I don't know. Miss Marvel came back an issue later, so who knows? Will you (laughs) drop that already? (laughs) Who knows? My pick for next week is Dwellings, number one of three from Oni Press. This is written and drawn by Jay Stevens, a name we have not heard for a long time. Love Jay Stevens. Here's your solicit. Shock, terror, fun. Saturday morning meets the stroke of midnight in an all new bi-monthly limited series presented in prestige format, 72 page chapters with two complete tales in each issue. Welcome to Elwich, an oasis of American perfection where the schools overflow with cheery eyed children, lovingly adorned homes line the historic boulevards and only the crows can see the deep festering rot that lurks beneath the pristine surface murder, demonology, possession, obsession. Elwich has them all on offer and behind every dwelling awaits a horrifying new story to be told. I love Jay Stevens. It has been a long time yeah. since I've seen Jet this guy. Right. Name. That guy created Jet Cat. Yeah. 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 He's so yeah. good. And I love Jay Stevens. I assume he's working in animation or something to make money and he's just coming back. To he's gotta be doing right? something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's too mm-hmm. talented not to be, but Oh my God. It's, it's one of those things. Very simple. Uh, very cute looking, but he writes so much depth into these characters that it becomes beyond ridiculous. And, and like, if you look at the cover to this, it looks like the cover of an old, like Harvey comic or gold key, com- uh, gold key cartoon comic. But it's a crow, like literally picking the eyeballs out of a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, oh yeah, it's very cute. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. This should be real good. I'm it, very excited. It has this like kind of spumco kind of look to it. Like the red and yeah, stimpy yep, sort exactly. of Exactly. Like old, old Hanna-Barbera, uh, you know, it. old timey like toy ad kind well, of. Well, I guess I mean like, spumco in the sense of they were playing on that. Like Ren and Stimpy played yeah, on no, that. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. 100%. But took it to someplace completely disturbing. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. The THN must-read trade for next week is Shaolin Cowboy, Cruel to be Kin, hardcover from Dark Horse by Jeff Darrow and Dave Stewart. It's 224 pages for $34.99. Here's your solicit. In order to keep a newborn Komodo dragon from joining the endangered species list, the Shaolin Cowboy must first make him an orphan and then adopt him into the ways of the intercepting fist to keep their road trip from turning into roadkill. When social distancing isn't enough, the cowboy has plenty of booster shots and jabs to keep a new army of foes, both new and old, from turning the situation from ugly to bad and no good. Here's a quote from Darrow himself. If Sergio Leone, Sui Hark, Stephen Chow, and Sam Raimi could somehow have a child together and then disavow it, this book would be it. Maybe. I I don't think there is a better way to describe Shaolin Cowboy. Uh, yeah. And if you don't Um, want to buy it after that, you and I, we probably don't have much in common. (laughs) Quite honestly. (laughs) Uh, the solicit clearly written during the pandemic. That's when Shaolin Cowboy Cruel to be Kin came out. Uh, we're big fans of that series around these parts. This is a hardcover of the most recent series. Do yourselves a favor. Check it out. Jeff Darrow, one of the most detailed, insane comic artists working in the medium today. He is uh, just 
The guy is a miracle. He's amazing what he pumps out. Oh, I love it. Couldn't, Couldn't agree more. If you don't want to get carted off to the afterlife by a bunch of weird Kryptonian hobo demons, be sure to pre-order these comics so you can read along with us and tune in next week to hear our reviews of these picks. Excelsior! That is it for THN 711. Next week, we are back reviewing new comics, and we're going to give you a sneak peek a of our THN Patreon Extra, which you can get full access to for as little as $1 a month when you support THN, you cheap bastards. In the meantime, check out our Nerd News Update. The show hits your feed every other Monday. You'll notice we're not going with the weekly recap anymore because we recap a lot of stuff we just reach back we, we well to- when you do it it's hard to do a weekly recap <laughs> when you don't do it every week what can you do also join us for the thn cover to cover gang hang which we do on saturdays at 11 o'clock central you can check out our discord for details joe patrick what else can these kids do on our discord Maybe you want to debate the differences between toilets and street art. That was a toilet. I promise you it was. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to ponder the terrifying reality of Kitty Pride's powers. Do you even need swords when you can make your hands do that? You know, I mean, it's gross, but. <laughs> or maybe you just want to discuss our question of the week. This week's question, in honor of the impending release of TMNT Mutant Mayhem, we want to hear your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles memories. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You can share those on our Discord. Please keep your question of the week suggestions coming, and you can sign up for Discord with the link at twoheadednerd.com slash Discord. Oddly enough. Where we've got channels to discuss all of our segments. You can also send an mp3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com, and we will put you on the show. If you're new to the show and you would rather both Panthro and Gangbusters beat the crap out of you with their nunchucks other than listen to any more, I assure you, it's only because you haven't heard enough. By the way, Panthro weren't no sad white boy with nunchucks. He knew how to use those damn things. He was scary with them. You're, tr- it's, you're right. <laughs> the good news is you can hear the entire run of THN in our digital longbox archive at TwoHeadedNerd.com. THN is a listener-supported podcast, and it wouldn't be possible without the generosity of donors like the Slack Issue Super Crew, our patrons, Joey Mick, Hugo Taverdic, and Hugo's dad, John Taverdic. If you like what you hear every week, it's easy to support the show. You can sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash two-headed nerd. Those poor bastards pay for the show and do free work for us. Think about that. All right. I know. Think about that listener at home that's not doing crap. All right. (laughs) And Pete, we're so good at this. Before we go, our weekly shout out goes to Paul Rubens, better known to the world as Pee Wee Herman. We lost Paul this week after a six-year private battle to cancer as a very young man speaking for myself i can say that paul rubens is one of the most misunderstood underappreciated comic geniuses of our time who taught a young nerd that it's okay to love what you love and revel in your life as a weirdo thank you paul rubens i would not be me without you rest in peace sir until next time, true believers, remember to pre-order your comics or your retailer might just tear open all your poly bags and steal your bloodlines trading cards. This is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. Happy birthday, you piece of garbage for making me read this. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome.